I'm putting on shit, I know my city proud as hell Pain in the scars, in the hood We stayed dealing raw, now I get paid with the bar Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of the Poly Rob Podcast. I'm your counselor, Poly Rob, and I appreciate you joining me once again for another uh, dope, inspirational, exciting, you know, any type of adjectives that you want to add on it episode. You know what I mean? First and foremost, please make sure you like and subscribe to my podcast on all the platforms that you feel comfortable with. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on uh, Apple Podcasts. We're on YouTube. We're on Stitcher Radio. Um, we're on iHeartRadio. We're on TuneIn. You know, we're everywhere. You know what I mean? So make sure you uh, like and subscribe and, you know, whatever notifications that they give you to let you know that my podcast is up and available with the new episodes, please tune into that. I am just trying to make sure that I give y'all the realest, dopest insight possible from my perspective. You know what I mean? I've, I've definitely been away for a while. I know a lot of my listeners, a lot of y'all been like, look, man, we just cannot depend on you to drop a consistent episode. Give me something every week. Give me something every other day. Like... It's hard trying to make sure that I get episodes done on my podcast in the midst of me doing my career as a producer, as an engineer, as a businessman. But I also realize in that same breath that this podcast is just as important as everything else that I'm doing, because the ability to share with you guys my experiences is just as important as y'all watching me make records, make beats, uh, and move along this industry. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure I continue to keep sharing with y'all. And I'm not gonna lie, I've been kind of been kind of out of it on just kind of talking and having conversations in general. Like, i just been embedding myself in work. Um, a couple of, you know, situations uh, with, you know, friends and some with family that I just kind of, just kind of just got me in the mood of not saying so much. You know what I mean? I realize that I do have a slight problem with being ultimately blunt and honest about a lot of things, and people just, you know, can't take it. And I understand. I get it. But it just caused me to kind of just not want to say so much. But I'm back, y'all. So I ain't got to worry about that. You know what I mean? I'm back, and we back on it. And I'm always glad and thrilled to bring y'all new episodes. Now, the first thing, let's just get this out the way. Um, for a couple of episodes, um, my apologies, I had poor audio quality. That was me trying to make sure I stay consistent and get the podcast done by any means. But 
a fucking engineer, man. I'm an engineer. I, I know better. I know better to not bring you no terrible quality podcast. So I apologize. It will never happen again. I'm going to always make sure I pull out my best mics and my best equipment to get it done. I'm not going to use no Apple AirPods or Beats by Dre, Bluetooth. Although those products are fabulous, um, I can't use those. I got to, I got to, it's almost like recording a record. I got to break out my equipment and really do what I do. So definitely my apologies for that. And that will not happen again. Um, couple of updates, music updates. Uh, I dropped the actual uh, quick freestyle record with an artist by the name of Hyde Park Firebug. Um, make sure you go check him out. Go uh, look up his Instagram. Uh, it's uh, Hyde Park FB. It's spelled uh, H-Y-D-E-P-A-R-K-F-B. Um, go look him up on Instagram. We dropped a record, a freestyle called Yoga, where he's just lyrically doing his thing and getting off. You know what I mean? That's That record is going to be on uh, Wolfpack Volume 2, which is uh, put together by Doughboy, uh, Doe Networks, Doe's, uh, Doe Networks Presents. Make sure y'all go check that out. That's going to be crazy when it comes. It's not here yet, but when it comes, um, you know, make sure you check that out. But in the meantime, check out the freestyle. It's on uh, his SoundCloud. The link is in his bio. And the man is phenomenal. It's one of the artists I'm going to be working with for a while. So make sure you tune in to him. Uh, also, uh, I got a movie placement um, on a movie called Welcome Matt, which is produced and directed by uh, one of my good friends, uh, LaRon Pierce Jr., um, which is dope. So uh, Welcome Matt is actually on... Amazon Prime, so make sure you go check out Welcome Matt on Amazon Prime. A good movie, great movie. I watched it once. I'm going to watch it again. And it's really funny and just really a crazy storyline. You know, I mean? I'm not going to tell you what it is. Just go watch it. Welcome Matt. And then also, uh, I have a new project that's going to come out. Make sure y'all keep streaming that Scandalous Summer. The numbers is doing real well. Shout out to TF which is the artist uh, that we work with to put together Scandalous Summer. Um, make sure you go check that out. Continue to stream that. That's doing real well. We also have another um, EP. Well, it's actually more than an EP because it's like 11 records. But we have a project that we're dropping with Planet Asia called uh, uh, Dividing Pies and Cutting Cake. You know what I mean? So that's coming real, real soon. I'm not going to tell you when. Just stay tuned, and it's going to drop. And then also, like, tomorrow I have, like, a 12 to 12 session with uh, artist Noah James. We're working on the whole project with Noah James as well. Make sure you go check out Noah James, N-O-A-J-A-M-E-S. The man is phenomenal. King Orca, he does his thing, and that's going to be phenomenal. So that's all my updates for, you know, so far uh, y'all check out the rest of the updates uh, on the next episode. So I want to get into this topic of the day. You know what I mean? This topic is, uh, I'm excited to talk about it. You know what I mean? I know, I know I'm probably going to rub some people the wrong way um, with this topic, but I feel like it's important that we share, uh, you know, this type of information because there's a lot of artists that's coming out, you know, doing their music, doing what they do, 
And I feel like a lot of them have trouble with uh, this aspect. And before I, I bring the topic of the day, uh, you know, just recently, like, you know, like 30 minutes ago, um, I logged on after I dealt with my client, I logged on to, you know, Instagram. We we all do it. We all log on to our Instagram to see what's what's popping, what's shaking. Let's see if somebody's out in the street somewhere, at a club somewhere. Maybe we might pull up. Or uh, let's see what new music is is there. Let's see who's on live. And that's exactly what I did. I was searching and I was seeing who was on live. And then I saw two of my uh, colleagues that they did a they 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 were doing a live together, which was dope. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna chime in. Usually when we all on that live. I'm watching them on a live. I'll be talking shit to them through through the comments. And it's it is funny. It's it's exciting. You know what I mean? So I logged on and as soon as I logged on, they were right to where they at, taking shots, talking shit, doing their thing. You know what I mean? And it was it was fun. And one of my colleagues uh is a she. She was going on a crazy, energetic drunken rant about a couple of things that she felt like was not right. And my other uh, colleague that was on a live with her, you know, he was just sitting there like, uh, what's going on? Or, you know, he was trying to get his point in, but she kind of was going on a rant. He thought it was going to be more so like a conversation back and forth, but she was just going off. And what she was going off about um, you know, she, she was asking the question, uh, why is, why doesn't the West Coast, you know, still do West Coast music? Like, why are they adapting so many different, you know, other styles from other places and not keeping it their own? You know what I mean? And then that was one of her points. And then, you know, uh, another point that she was making was, uh, how come that, you know, people be lying in their music? You know what I mean? People are constantly lying, saying things that, you know, they they got or they did and they really didn't do it. Like, so she went on this crazy rant. And I, I tried to stay logged in and, you know, peep out what she was saying. But to be honest with you, I logged off after like 20 minutes because it was just way too... Negative. Not what she was saying was negative, because she was right about a lot of things, but it was just the tone and the energy of of the live in the room. So I didn't want to engage in that because, you know, it's nighttime, I'm kind of winding down, and I don't want no super supreme, extra, you know, crazy energy uh to indulge before I lay down and go to bed. So call me weird, but that's just what I'm on right now. I just got to keep the good energy everywhere. But it did uh, spark my attention. It did spark my attention to spark some ideas, and it actually sparked the conversation that we're going to have today. Um, you know, me and you that's listening, um, we're going to talk about uh, authenticity in music. So the topic for today is authenticity in music. What equates to being real 
in the music that you do. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's an important topic. You know, if you're creative and you're listening, it's just it's one of them things that you, at some point in time, you're going to ask yourself that. And um, we'll just kind of break down a couple of the levels of that. You know what I mean? It's not something that can be solved in one podcast, but hopefully we can, you know, put a little dent in uh, looking for the correct answers. You know what I mean? So the first thing, you know, I want to get into was just this quick conversation that I had with a rapper um, and, you know, good rapper, good friend of mine, dope cat. And, you know, respectfully speaking, he's a street dude. You know what I'm saying? He's a street cat. He's been in the streets, been doing his shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Making noise as being one of the respected guys in the hood. You know the lingo. You know what that is. You know what I mean? And um, aside from me doing some, you know, client work for him, you know, we was having this conversation just about uh, how, you know, I was telling them that, you know, when I work on, you know, different, you know, uh, movie sets or I'm working in in production and I'm working with a lot of people, like, you know, I get in conversations with other people from other races and um, I was telling him, like, you can't even imagine like how fascinated these people be about like the lifestyle that some of you guys live. You know what I mean? Like, you know, some of the gangsters that went to jail, shot people and do all type of, you know, crazy shit. Like a lot of these people from other races or not even race, just people who are not from that side of the hood or the world or whatever, like they be really 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 fascinated you know what I mean so those those stares that you get when you walk into a new town or uh certain times where people would kind of act weird around you or um you know just kind of look at you kind of weird it doesn't all the time it doesn't come from a place of like somebody being racist or somebody hating you a lot of that times like People are fascinated with what they believe you have gone through. You know what I mean? And for, you know, for my colleague I was talking to, like he's a very highly respected, you know, guy, you know, in his respective area, in his hood and shit like that. You know what I mean? And, you know, he, you know, he he kind of he kind of understood what I was saying, you know, and I was I was saying that in a in a sense to say this. Like, I was telling them, like, yo, when I'm working on music for, you know, placements on TV and film, like, they would ask me, like, yo, you got some music that's, you know, that's like hood, gangster, raw, aggressive, powerful, you know, action, something, something that can involve shooting and stuff like that, you know what I mean? And they're asking that for two reasons. They're asking it for number one, of course, because they want to make the actual uh, uh, music connect with what the scene is about. If it's an action scene, they would like to have some music that fits that cinema of what you know what that action scene is with shooting. You know what I mean? Uh, you want somebody talking about shooting while they shooting. You know, if it's something that's based 
in the hood or whatever. They want the music to reflect that. And number two, like, just it's, there's some people that just want the the people who are making the music for that scene to actually really live what that was. You know what I mean? Like, they want, like, if it's a love scene, they want music, love music from somebody who really be making love. Who really be making love, B. If you if you want a, a dance record, you want a dance record from somebody who really be having choreographed swag moves. Like, that's how a lot of these music supervisors think and stuff like that. They, like, sometimes, and it's not, it's not required, you know, of course, it's not required, but they, sometimes they want to take it a step further. They want to be like, yo, there's this record that I'm going to use for a trailer, and it's a very dark record. It's almost gothic, but the person who made the record is so gothic and so dark and so whatever that energy is, they're so that, we got to make sure that we place this record for this movie. You know what I mean? Sometimes the energy of someone believing how authentic your music is to the actual lifestyle of what that is be so essential to them even wanting to do, you know, any business, listen to the music, whatever. You know what I mean? And same thing with fans. Same thing with fans. Let's just be honest. You would love to hear a record and indulge in a record from somebody who actually shot somebody if that's that if that's that type of song as opposed to somebody who actually never shot a gun let's be clear let's be clear somebody who's actually shot a gun when you listen to their music they can probably break down every single detail from the moment to the emotion of shooting guns. But somebody who has never shot a gun before can only write from a speculation standpoint. They can only write from a standpoint of although they're writing that they shot a gun, they can't articulate, articulate excuse me, they can't articulate as good as somebody who's actually done it. Follow me if y'all following me. You know what I mean? So, authenticity in music, in a lot of styles of music, is very, very important to the energy of what the success of the record can be in that field. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. If, if I want to dance, I want to listen to somebody that I can visualize doing some dope moves that I would want to do. 
Straight up. I don't want to hear a record from, a dance record from somebody who don't dance. I don't want to hear a religious style record from somebody who doesn't partake in religion. I don't want to hear a weed song from someone who does not smoke weed. I, I just don't. I don't feel like it'll translate the way it should. Imagine Busta Rhymes rapping the song Pastor Cavassier and he don't drink. Imagine that. Because what ends up happening is there's a lot of artists out here that don't do all the gangster shit that they say they do. They don't. Now, do you penalize them for it? Eh, depends on what judge and what jury is at hand at the moment. But let's be clear about one thing. What they are saying and portraying is not going to translate as good as someone who's actually done it or even been around it. Because you don't have to actually do it, but if you've been around it, you can articulate it a little bit better than somebody who's never been around it. It's just what it is. And speaking about being around it, like, let's talk about, well, first off, let me say this. And let me quote one of uh, my good friends, which we got a project coming out with him. Let me quote Planet Asia. Um, Asia said this one thing that, you know, I heard him say myself, and I also heard um, Talib Kweli on his podcast, The People's Party. Shout out to Talib Kweli. He mentioned it as well. Um, Planet Asia said that um, the song Juicy by the Notorious Big by Biggie Smalls, um, he said he said that song was the highest form of alchemy because majority of all the things that he talked about in that song he did not have. But he manifested in that song and within a year's time, he had all of those things. He had everything. Cars, house, clothes, take his mom out the hood, everything. Now, we're talking about authenticity, right? Now, the question is always, are you rapping about what you live? Now, that thing... That concept right there, are you rapping about what you are living and what you're doing? In music, that can be broken down into two parts. And let me explain. I feel like, just my opinion, so follow me if you're following me. I feel like there's two sides to that. There's the... 
the aspect of manifesting what you feel like is for you, I feel like that's what Biggie was doing. It's, it's a manifestation of what he felt like he can get and he can have. So I feel like that there's that's one that's one element that's manifesting, and then I feel like there's another element which is portraying. There's manifesting, and then there's portraying. Now, the portraying aspect I feel like is when you actually insert yourself into. the lifestyle of what that is. And let me explain. Not insert yourself like you like you want it, it comes and then you become it. No. What I mean is you're actually portraying this to be your everyday life past you actually coming in contact with that whatever that is. So let's take it for a second. Let's take the same situation with Biggie, right? Now, we all can agree that Biggie manifested the cars, the clothes, and taking the mom out the hood and everything. He manifested that, then he got it, right? But what Biggie didn't do is he didn't portray the life of a rich nigga or a rich person prior to him actually having it. Because although the video looked clean and he looked good and he doing his thing, you didn't hear Biggie going around in the first element of his career, you didn't hear Biggie going around saying, oh, I'm the richest nigga, I got all the rich shit, I'm doing my thing, you know what I'm saying? I got everything. He started talking about all the clothes and the Gucci and everything. He started talking about that after he got it. After he got it. Whether it was given to him or he bought it. After he got it, he started talking about it. He started wearing it. But if you listen to Ready to Die, listen to it. His single, which is the manifestation, Big Papa, he was talking about the ladies the whole time. I'm pretty sure he had cheese, eggs, T-bone steak, and Welch's grape. I'm pretty sure he actually had that. Everyday struggle, talking about his life in the past, machine gun funk, uh, 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 Give me the loot, you know, being a stick-up kid, you know, one more chance, fucking bitches all day. Yeah. All of those records was about the life that he has had just embodied. And then he's moving on to what can be manifested into greatness. Now, his second album, oh, the man fly as shit is Gucci this, Fendi that, all of that. Even with Junior Mafia, which which came after Ready to Die. Oh, he wildin'. He, it's all type of money everywhere. 
So the authenticity of him being able to talk about that was at an all-time high. He got that off. Wu-Tang, they chopping it up about streets, the hood, what really went on. Them niggas is really selling drugs. Them niggas is really out there hustling, really out there with their friends, really going to jail. You know what I mean? Really start rhyming. Really work hard. Really was fly niggas when they had money from doing whatever they was doing. The authenticity in them and what they portrayed in their music was a direct reflection of who they are. Period. Period. Let's break down NWA. Same scenario. Easy E, he was a hustler. He was selling drugs, doing his thing. Ice Cube. Ambitious, very smart, hustling, doing his thing. Embraced the gangsters. Didn't really do too much gangbanging, but he came from a... Uh, black powered style background. Dr. Dre, he a music man. He always been a music man, but shit got rough in the hood too. Now you could question if he was authentic shooting niggas and shit like that, but let's be honest. He was never the guy that said he was the shooter, but he rolled around niggas that was the shooters. And probably still to this day, he's rolling around the shooters. But his authenticity in bringing street music along with funk, along with dance style music, vibes, and really portraying what the street life was at that time was A1. And he manifested the things that they was on. Now, Snoop Dogg, you know, you can portray, he portrayed what he was doing. I haven't really heard that Snoop wasn't doing what he was really doing. He was in the streets, he was in the streets. He was rapping, he was rapping. He stood up for whatever he believed in and he made it happen. But the authenticity, once again, in his music portrayed life in L.A. at that moment. A hundred percent. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean. Are you reflecting the things that's happening in your community or in your area or what's going on in your life? Or are you just rapping and just portraying who you think you really are in life. You think you Billy Badass, so all you doing is rapping about me being Billy Badass. Now, if you're a real one, continue on. But if you're not, somebody gonna come through and ask for your 
authenticity. You know what'd be crazy? You know what'd be crazy? That all artists comes with an authenticity card. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, yo, are you authentic to this this drug game talk? Are you authentic to this pimp game talk? Are you authentic to this love songs you making? Are you authentic to this country music? Are y'all 100% authentic to the things that y'all on? <clears throat> Watch that change a whole bunch of lives. But back to what we on. There's manifesting and there's portraying. Nowadays, within the past 10, 10, 12 years, it's been a lot of people portraying to be this super supreme gangster or super supreme nigga who got money or whatever, and it's not the case. It's not the case. Now, you got free will, so you can literally do whatever you want. But you know when you're not authentic, it catches up to you, right? You know that, right? That's the part that's important in the times that matter. Now, I'm not asking everybody to just go out and go be gangster and just do a whole bunch of mess. But what I am asking is, ask yourself, are you limiting your artistry by you trying to portray this image that you're not? Are you limiting your artistry by trying to portray something that you are not? That's an important question you got to ask yourself. And don't tell the answer to nobody. Just that's for you. That's just straight for you. Think about that. For me, it's like when I listen to music, that's exactly what I'm looking for. I'm looking for authenticity in the song. Even if it's a country song, I'm looking for authenticity. I'm 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 trying to listen for words and phrases that a normal person who's not on a ranch can hear and be like, okay, what's that? You know how much we learn from listening to music? So we're able to dissect things because of how music presents these opportunities of seeing and listening to how history has become or something that we've never been to Detroit, but somebody who's from Detroit that's an artist can paint the entire picture of what Michigan is like. Things like that are important. Artists like... Artists like Eminem, whether you like Eminem or not, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But what I will say is that boy knows how to bring things about in the best version of portraying and manifesting at the same time. 
That's what the great artists do. They bring elements of manifesting the things that you want at the same time of portraying the person who has actually been through these things. Because they they actually been through it. So they know how to translate this stuff. Those things are important. If I want to if I want to make love to my woman, I want to listen to a song with a artist who really make love. And I'm going to be able to listen to the song and know if they really really make love or not. When you put your playlist together, of all your favorite mood music, you want to listen to somebody who really be going through moods, who really is in that aura. Why not? I don't want to listen to somebody who talks about, oh, to shoot them up, bang, bang, you ain't never did nothing. Now, Polly Rob is not here to press you. I'm not finna press nobody. But I definitely don't enjoy you portraying this image that you have not worked and earned to be. You have to work and earn your right to explore these elements of authenticity. Yeah, you can say what you want. Yeah, you can make whatever records you want. But let's say that record catch. Let's say it catch. And then all of a sudden, everybody want to hear what you got to say. But that same music is not authentic to you. So all you're going to do is give somebody a false pretense about who you are. That never ends well. That definitely does not end well. And, you know... My thing is like, we got so much to talk about that we don't talk about. I was telling my colleague, you know, the other day, I was like, yo, do you realize that artists, artists stop themselves from being ultimately great because they're full of themselves? They stop themselves from being great because they're full of themselves. Let me explain what that means. Let's take a concept of like somebody who got shot and that's in a wheelchair, right? Now, let's say he's a gangster. But he recently got shot. He's in the wheelchair. Keep this in mind. If he was an artist, he would be able to talk about that song from the perspective of being someone who's a super gangster and doing a thing because he's been in that lifestyle or that aura. And he'll be able to talk about being in a wheelchair, being the victim. Hypothetically, if that's the scenario. But wouldn't that be a great record? 
somebody who is talking about being a bully and shooting people, and then also on the same song, probably second verse, there's somebody coming off as the person who actually got shot and how that whole dynamic plays out. That sounds like a dope record. That sounds like it'll be fire. Those type of things, excuse me, those type of things I feel like make and break the greatness of people's music. It's because everybody is so caught up on buying everything and doing everything to try to be authentic, they don't realize that you've already lost the battle because of how you approached it. Some of the best artists are authentic to what they do. Like, for instance, like Nas. Nas know he wasn't no super gang nigga or whatever. He protect his own, but he's not a super bang nigga. But when he make music, he make music for the streets because he make music in a perception of I'm somebody who's coming in and displaying what this life is like. I'm not saying that I'm the one doing it. I'm the one doing all this crime and whatnot, but I am a reporter for the streets, so I do hear from the grapevine what happened, or I do know somebody that's like this person you're talking about, so I want to put it in my music so it can reflect and, and excite new ideas and new things. Why would I not want to do that? It's important. You know what I mean? And then e even in the light, like, let's, let's just talk about this, like, because I feel like every artist at one point in time, they come to a point where it's like they're bound by the law of validation. And let me explain. Follow me if you're following me. There's some artists who try to push the envelope on who they quote-unquote were, quote-unquote were, and they miss out on the opportunity for something to blossom bigger. The unknown should be a good thing. But for a lot of people, they want to be validated by whatever it is that they're talking about bef before they move forward. Y'all seen it all the time, especially in L.A. It's like this one dude, he want to prove that he just as official as everybody else, so he go wear whatever they wear and doing whatever they doing. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do that because authenticity is something pure that you don't have to try to put on this big old facade of everything else being so great because there's power in music that has empathy. 
that you allow the listener to see it from both sides. That's the real jewel. Some artists limit themselves. I'm going to say this. Some artists limit themselves because of how they see themselves. Let me repeat it again. A lot of people, a lot of people miss out on opportunities and other levels of greatness because of how they see themselves. Point blank, period. Because I'm the super supreme gangster guy from the hood, I'm not going to come into this fun party and, and be energetic and dance. Because I'm this aggressive, super uh, kingpin boss guy, I could never rap, rap about me being jumped or me being beat up. I can't. I can't do that. It'll mess up my brand. No, it won't. If you write the record the right way, it can enhance your brand. It can make it bigger. Those are important pieces that people got to know. Authenticity, it's not made to define you, but it is made to guide you. It's made to guide you. And the closer you become in an authentic nature, the more the people will respond and love what you do. They'll love what you do because they know you came to give the true and living experience. And all these other niggas is just trying to get a check. Those are the things that you have to really pay attention to. Right now, think about your favorite artist. Think about, I don't care what genre, I don't care what it is. Think about your favorite artist and tell me that you don't feel the utmost authenticity in that person for what they do. You know that what they do and what they're saying and how they're portraying the music that they're making, you feel it is because a lot of that is real. Real. There's levels to that. There's people who really did what they say in the music. There's people who really experience, even if it's not them per se, but they've really experienced what they said in their music. There's people who really feel how they feel in this music. Y'all know the artists that y'all love, that that passion is just there. And then y'all also know the other side. Y'all know the other ones who be bullshitting, trying to get a check, saying what they say to try to get some money. You, you know the surface level artists. Authenticity in music is the gateway to how we connect with our music. 
from us as creatives to the fans, being the utmost authentic as much as you possibly can can get you much closer to your goal as a creative as anything else can. I've known artists that they didn't care about the money and making the hit records and trying to get all the type of accolades that they want. All they cared about was being authentic and original and and refreshing with their music. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. I know people who missed out on a lot of money because they refuse, they refuse to compromise their authenticity. They refuse because they know what that will lead to. And they're not about compromising who they are and what they do for anybody. Anybody. The last thing I'm going to say before I get out of here is as someone from the previous generation in music, I want to say this. It is up to us, people like me and people that that came before me in this music game, it is up to us to make people who are not authentic uncomfortable very uncomfortable. It is our job to make the non-authentic people very uncomfortable. You know why? It's because we're into making more room for people who are authentic. I stand by that. I believe in that. No matter what the race, no matter what the genre of music, no matter what the style is, I'm about that. We got to start making these people who are taking music for granted, make them very uncomfortable to where they don't even want to come back. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea at all. So I appreciate y'all listening. You know what I'm saying? This is the Council of Poly Rob. Make sure you like and subscribe on all platforms where our podcast is. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, YouTube. It's everywhere. Make sure y'all keep checking it out. And I'm not going to mess up on that audio. No more always crispy audio from now on. And, hey, I got to be authentic to me. So hopefully y'all can be authentic to yourselves. All right? Peace, love, and workload.